Welcome back to the Kim Ellie Podcast. Every opinion is welcome and every voice can be heard. Um, what, what episode? And not so much for the content, but just so much for everything that went into me getting this episode done. I was up very, very late last night editing this episode. And I'm up very, very early recording this right now. And I ain't gonna say a lot of you. I'm tight. I'm tight because as I was recording the episode, I was looking at my unmade up bed with no sheets on it. Getting antsy and antsier by the second, knowing that I'm up very late, watching my bed and watching the amount of sleep that I'm missing to get this episode up for you guys. But I appreciate Red Beer for being able to call in last night because my original guest flopped. The backup couldn't make it. The backup to the backup couldn't make it. And he was able to call in and save the day, so I appreciate him for that. Not a long episode today, but um, I hope you guys enjoy it. Like I said, it's very early. I hope you guys appreciate the effort that I put into this. And um, I'm I'm gonna head out of here so y'all can go ahead and enjoy this episode. But. We'd all benefit if we can find a podcast producer for this show. So I'm putting everybody on the mission. Man, I'm putting myself on the mission as well too. As a matter of fact, I've been on this mission for the past couple of weeks. If you know an audio engineer, somebody who's filthy with the camera, somebody who, matter of fact, I ain't even gonna say filthy with the camera because all you gotta do is be able to just set up a camera and record. Somebody who's filthy with motion gra- graphics And if you ain't filthy with motion graphics Somebody who plans to one day be filthy with motion, motion graphics So if you know anybody who's a producer by trade Somebody who will be able to help us take this show to the next level Connect them with me We all benefit from it Connect them with me Because in this life you gotta be able to concentrate your forces If you're great at something, if you're good at something, and you can be great, if you have a passion for something, you love it a lot. Instead of trying to do that one thing and a whole bunch of other different things, just focus on the one thing that you're very, very good at. And allow other people to help you in the areas that you're weaker in. That's how you flourish in this life. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do with the show. So if we can find an audio producer, a producer to help us take this show to the next level, do not hesitate to connect that person with me. You will be greatly appreciated. Other than that, hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode, and I catch y'all next week. Ah, perfect. I finally figured it out. I finally figured out how I can get people to call into the show. You don't know how long I be. They don't know how long we've been trying to figure this out, rap. They don't know. Facts, facts, facts. But now, a, a lot has been moving and shaking in the NBA. Um, a lot has happened since we, since we last spoke, and I definitely had to get your opinion on this. So let me set the stage a little bit, right? So this this whole story unfolded about two weeks ago when Kawhi Leonard had the whole NBA in a chokehold, right? He had the league in a chokehold. Had everybody waiting for his had everybody waiting, and then he and then he was able somehow he was able the silent assassin himself was able to finagle Paul George's way to the Clippers. And once he, we'll get to it all. I got a lot to say about that. <laughs> and once he was 
once he was finally able to finagle Paul George's way to the Clippers, to me, it was a clear and obvious sign that Russell Westbrook was out of there too. And they were trying to trade Westbrook to Toronto. Right, they were trying to trade him to Toronto. They told they told him keep that boy home. We don't want him. <laughs> but <laughs> once they once they shipped him out to um to Los Angeles, they got what Shea Gillis Alexander, the little guy Larry, and a boatload of picks. And I, I guess right away they they were telling us that listen, this is our this is our method. When we ship guys out, we get picks back. And then a couple of days later, they did the same exact thing to Russell Westbrook. They got Chris Paul back in the trade, and they were able to get. A couple of draft picks for that. So let's first get your reaction on how you feel the um, Russell Westbrook and James Harden pairing in, in, in Houston is going to play out. Oh man! Oh. All right. So you re- well for those who don't know, I'm not the biggest Russell Westbrook fan. I'm not the biggest right. fan. I respect his game, but I think he's a stat guy. He's a guy that cares more about his stats than the team's winning. Um, mm-hmm. He's very ball dominant more than a lot of other guys in the league. Part of the reason why Durant left is because of his ball dominance and not sharing the ball at key moments in the game. Uh, right. I, it's going to be interesting to see it play out. Sometimes in life when – now, the, the thing that's working for them is that they're listening to what everybody's saying. Everybody's saying mm-hmm. it's not going to work. Everybody's saying – they, they they can't work together. They both they both ball hogs, X, Y, and Z. They've been friends since high school. They've known each other since high school days. Um, I think uh, Westbrook went to UCLA, and I think Harden went to Arizona State. Yeah, I think it was Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. You're right. Right? So they have something to prove. They're at a stage in their career where they both have to prove we need – titles to validate all these stats you've been putting up. Harden with all these monster points and Westbrook with all these triple doubles. They know that. So they need each other. So they're going to be more willing to sacrifice. Now, I'm just curious on, out of the two, who's going to sacrifice first? Because I don't think it's going to be Westbrook. (laughs) (laughs) I, I I just have a feeling. Like, if I had to bet money on who's going to give up a little bit for the other, it's going to be James. I, I, I mean, have that feeling. Well, right. So just 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 just, just based off how they play, because I'm stuttering even trying to think about it. Just based I'm, off, I'm, just, I'm, you know what it is? I'm going off of personality. That's that's right. the only way I'm judging it. Personality. Who's the stronger dominant alpha personality? That's James Harden. I mean, that's um Russell Westbrook. Well, put it like this, right? My, my thing, we just said it, right? This is the this is Russell Westbrook's opportunity to silence all of the haters and to silence everybody that says, I only chase stats and I don't want to win. Wouldn't it be in his best interest for him to take the, the back seat? For him to say, all right, James, this is your situation. You run the show. I'll play you off. Wouldn't that be the worst thing to do? He can't do it. What is he going to do? He can't shoot. He shoots 29% from three. He doesn't <laughs> have a decent jumper. So how is he going to do it? <laughs> what is he gonna do? <laughs> nah, 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 I, I think I, that Big Gordon, Big Gordon, um, my man, uh, what's the other dude? Uh, Tucker, PJ Tucker, stand there watching these harder for twenty four seconds. Russell West is gonna get nah, real thought, tired of that real quick. He's gonna get tired of that real quick. <laughs> here's my logic on that, right? 
Russell Westbrook can't shoot to save his life. We know that, right? But hear me out. I still think that James Harden should run the point guard. Why do I think that? Because he's a more natural point guard than Russell Westbrook is. I think if Russell Westbrook is in a role where he's just cutting to the basket and, and moving around the court opposed to just standing in the same spot. And it's crazy. It's funny you mention that because both Russell Westbrook and James Harden are terrible off the ball. Both of these, both of these guys are two players. When they don't have the ball in their hand, they just stand there. But in this particular situation, it will be in Russell Westbrook's best interest to say, you know what? Let me buy into whatever Mike D'Antoni is selling me. And I'm telling you right now, Mike D'Antoni has a thing for making point guards work. It ain't going to work with Russ because he can't, he can't shoot. So it would only work if James Harden is a point guard. Listen, let's do it. All right. Let's say that's the best option, right? Right. Who's walking into that room and telling Russell Westbrook, hey, man, <laughs> you ain't going to bring the ball up. We're going to let James Harden do it. <laughs> And we want you to stand in this corner and wait for a pass. Who's giving him? <laughs> who's telling him that? It ain't but, like that. But, but he, <laughs> it, it, it ain't Paul uh, Murray. It ain't the GM. All right, but look, he like we we just established it though. He ain't gonna be standing in nobody's corner because he can't shoot. He'll be cutting to the basket. Ain't but so much cutting to the basket that brother can do with Clint Capella in the paint. Hey, listen, it ain't but so much you can do. <laughs> so much cutting you can do. I'm sorry, it ain't but so much. Nah, all right, all right, two situations. All right, two, two things, two things. There's been times in Oklahoma City where Kevin Durant, when he was there, and Paul George brought the ball up court. Granted, it didn't happen the majority of the game. At times, it could happen. But, Pete, <laughs> but look, but look, though, all right, I got a rebuttal to that, too. Granted, it's only but so many times that he could stand up in the corner and catch a lot, catch, catch a shoot because, you know, it's not, it's not always going to be there. Granted, there's but so many times where he's going to cut to the basket, but you know what he could do very, very well against other small guards? Post up. But that means, that, then that means, that means my man Westbrook is going to be dribble, 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 dribble. He's doing the same thing. <laughs> He's going to be doing dribble, nah, dribble, but, dribble, back up, do a little fade away. That's going to be None of though. I think that, that I'm going to be honest with you. I think What's because of the personality and right. because Harden and Westbrook are cool, Harden is going to be the one to take the step back. I understand what you're saying makes sense. I'm not gonna it doesn't make sense to change your whole offense. Even though even though Harden is not that efficient, he's not that his field goal percentage is not that great. Mm-hmm. He is your bread and butter. But at the same time, when you have a dynamic player such as Westbrook who's never really had great shooters to open up the lane, like I think the best bet is to have everybody stand around and let Westbrook run the show to a point. And you, you switch between Westbrook and James. And let James, because James can catch and shoot. He can. He doesn't have he to can. Can dribble all day. He can catch right. and shoot better than Westbrook ever can. So allow the spacing to open up the middle of the paint and allow Westbrook to get to the hole all day. And then eventually when they collapse on Westbrook, then you toss it out and you go to a plan B. But, but I think here, that's the, the best option. Because if you I have Westbrook, Westbrook, you're gonna, you can tell me on this airway that you can see Westbrook for 80, <laughs> let's say they play 72 games, cutting and, and doing that all 72 games and not bringing the ball up? <laughs> the nah, but the hands are down. <laughs> <laughs> Westbrook is not doing that. It will work for the best <laughs> 10 games because that's the honeymoon stage. But after a while, man, that boy going to be like, yo, give me the ball. He did it to Kevin Durant. And we can agree Kevin Durant's better than Harden, right or wrong. Of course, of course. Come on now. He did it 
Hardy used to, oh, I mean, um, the ring used to be like, yo, give me the ball, give me the ball. That's what he used to look at him like he was stupid and walk right back. I see it. Yo, give me the ball, give me the ball. And he used to walk. Go down and take a back shot and miss. All right, but here's my thing, though. Here's my issue with Russell Westbrook on the point, though. We've seen Russell Westbrook on point. All it ever turns in, or all it ever turns into is a bunch of forced assists and forced baskets at four shots at the basket. Cause peep game, it's in theory it would make perfect sense for James Harden to stand out on the on the perimeter and Russell Westbrook attack the basket, defense collapse on him, and he kicked the ball out. But we don't really Russell Westbrook don't drive and kick. That, that man don't drive and kick. Yeah, he doesn't really drive and kick out. You're right, but. To my defense, on that driving kick part, he's never had great shooters. He's never had shooters like P.J. Tucker and Big Gordon on his team. He had guys like uh, Grant, uh, what's the name, Grant, and the other dude, Dick Robertson, a defensive Jeremy center. Grant and, Ro- and, and Andre Robertson. Yeah, they can't yeah, come like, on, man. Those guys can't you, you shoot the ocean, man. They can't get a bucket yeah, in the They ocean. can't shoot so, in the ocean. <laughs> so, I mean, yo, I mean, so I think he's in a special predicament where he's, ha- he's having talent. Now, I'm not saying Durant wasn't that talent, but in terms of multiple pieces of talent that can shoot, because the biggest problem that, that would happen in OKC, they never had shooters. So a team knew he couldn't shoot, so they clogged the paint. And after a while, going to the hole, going to the hole, going to the hole, going to the hole, fourth quarter comes around, you're tired. And those shots he was making in the first and second quarter, going to the hole, he starts missing in the fourth quarter. So I think in terms of longevity, in terms of making it work long-term, it's not going to look pretty watching Westbrook run the show and have James Harden almost like a Clay Thompson to a point. Mm-hmm. But for it to – because I, I just can't see Russell Westbrook just getting all his bread and butter from cutting and going to the paint all day, watching James Harden shoot. I just don't see it. Because eventually, you know what you're going to see? He's going to have his hands on his, on his head, looking at him like he's stupid. And then he's going to shake his head walking up the court. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. I'm telling you. He's going to put his hands on his head like, yo, I'm really seeing this thing again. Are you are you serious? He's going to shake his head right, so, up the court. All right, so that, that leads to my next question, right? Who do you think is going to get frustrated? Who do you think is going to get frustrated first, Russ, James, or Mike D'Antoni? <laughs> It all depends on who you run the offense through. If you run it through Westbrook, I think it's gonna be Mike D'Antoni. If you run it through James Harden, I think it's gonna be Westbrook. <laughs> so it all depends on who, who you give the keys to. If you give the keys to Westbrook, Jesus Christ, Mike D'Antoni's gonna have no hair on his head by the end of the year. Harden is just like, you know what, yo, that's my boy. I'm riding for my boy. You know, we're just trying to make oh, work, trying to figure it out. That's what James Harden's gonna say. <laughs> and my tech coach is gonna be losing his mind. Because I mean, listen. I guess. I guess. I, uh huh. What does? No, no. What I guess. The, I, I guess it works in his favor. Well, he, he, like, he loves a point guard who can shoot and pass. Thank you. And Russell Russell cannot shoot. So why did Maury give him that guy? He was a talented player, man. Listen, I think it can work to a point. I think it can work, man, because Russell Russell gives you one thing about Russ. Russ. He gives you 100% effort every night. That's one thing you can't take away from him. You can't take the away from him at all. Almost so full. Right. I'll I'll get ready to say, he gives Mm -hmm. you... No, I'm listening, I'm listening. 
No, but what I was going to say is, but at the end of the day, for this team to get over the hump, you you have to run it a little bit through Westbrook and allow the, the floor to open up a little bit and run maybe. And I would even what I would even do, I would run a pick and roll with Westbrook and James Harden instead of having Capella or instead of having um 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 PJ Tucker do it. Run that pick and roll and go to the hole. That's what I would do. But you would have to change. But the, that's the next thing. That's on coaching. That's going to have to change Magic Tony's whole philosophy of that three-point shot. Because you can't right. run that pick and roll if you're not going to the hole. You can run that pick and roll and then shoot. It's not going to work because then nobody's going to play on wrestling to shoot. But if you yeah. run that pick and roll and you take it to the hole or you pick and pop for those twos, it'll work all day. It'll work all day. But, but here's the thing, though. Houston don't shoot two pointers. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, know. I know. But somebody's gonna have to. Somebody's gonna have to. Multiple people, other than Westbrook, is gonna have to lower their ego and say, "Listen, we got them on our team. We have to make the best of it. Mm-hmm. We, we have, have to find a way to make it work. There's nothing we can do. He's here for another what, three, four years? <laughs> I, yeah, I think I think about it's about three. Yeah, making 140 crazy bread. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, we didn't even touch on the contract. But they had to give it to him. They gave it to him. He earned it. He stayed. No, he did. He definitely earned it. He He definitely earned it. He was their box. He's the reason why people went to the game. So I'm not going to knock him for the money they gave him because he earned it. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, now that you traded him and Houston has him, they got to make the best of it. They have to. And to make the best of the situation that Maury put them in, you have to play him. You have to run the ball through him. Because I don't see him. If Westbrook was a different type of guy, yeah, you could say, all right, Westbrook, you're at this stage of your career. You're not going to be super athletic forever. This is what we need you to do. We're going to still run it through James Harden. Listen, you got two guys that can sit there and say, I don't, I don't technically need another person. I'm an MVP. Same target said, mm-hmm. I'm an MVP too. I average triple double three seasons straight. Well, I'm I'm getting bucked like Will Chamberlain over here. So you got mm-hmm. two guys that have been the the primary focus of their offense. But the one thing I would say is personality. I can see James Harden saying, taking a step back and saying, you know what, this is my boy. He's new here. You know what? I'm gonna take a little step back. I do my thing. I think if I take a step back. We can really make something happen. You understand what I'm saying? I can see him more than because he doesn't seem like the type of dude. Because I think the reason why him and Chris Paul didn't work was because Chris Paul is just an asshole. Like he was an asshole. <laughs> he was a dickhead. So I, I, I gotta stop cursing. But a couple people that went to the Tigers like, "Yo, man, shut up, curse him." Like, all right. He was he was a he was a bum to DeAndre. He was a bum to to Blake Griffin. He's not, right. he, he doesn't seem like a really personable guy. So I don't think that was going to work regardless because of his personality. And I think Chris Paul thinks he's better than what he is. And James Harden sees that. And he's like, yo, you're not even that nice, bro. What are you doing? Anymore, you know, right. You understand what I'm saying? But in terms of Westbrook, because they know each other, because they're boys, it's easier to say, you know what, this is my nigga. This is my boy. Let's, let's do it this way. Let's see if this works. They're going to try it out. I think they're going to try it out for the most part. And 
I think it might. I think it'll work. For the, I think it'll work, well, man. I really think it'll play, work if they do it that way. If they don't, I mean, on, on, on paper and in 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 film study, it just it doesn't look like it's gonna work. It doesn't seem like it's gonna work. But I think strictly off the fact that they boys, strictly off the fact that they actually friends, like you said, they'll be able right. They'll be able to probably swallow their pride to on on a, on a, on a smaller scale. Each of them swallow their pride, to take a step back from something in their game. So that they could find, figure out a, situ- a scenario where the situation could work. But just watching James Harden play the last couple of seasons in Houston and watching Russell Russell play the last couple of seasons in Oklahoma City, off that alone, I'm just not 100% sure that this is a basketball match made in heaven. Don't get me wrong, though. Russell Westbrook is definitely an upgrade from Chris Paul, talent wise. And that's why I inevitably, inevitably, I think that they're going to be, they're going to find a way to win more games than they did last year. But it's just like long term as far as the playoff comes. When you have a team now who's been watching, who's watched you play night after night after night, I don't see them getting out the first round out of Westbrook's there. I don't see it. Not because Westbrook is there, not because he can't get out the first round. But it's off the strength that now we're in the playoffs, right? We're in the playoffs when you're playing the same guys every other night. It's going to be much easier for teams to exploit the fact that these two aren't a match made in heaven. This, I don't, I don't think this makes... What's here? I'm going to throw something else at you. All right. Remember, there was like maybe two years ago, maybe three. There was like, there was this big thing about James Harden. Maybe, it was probably a year and a half ago. About James Harden traveling mm-hmm. right, with the step back. He takes all those steps back. One yeah. of the people that made fun of him, there was a video of him make, making fun of James. You know who it was, right? Russell Westbrook. Yeah, exactly. I don't be surprised. And it was it it was kind of surprised me, but it would surprise me, and I would become a James Harden fan. And he kind of slows down on the flopping and just balls out because it's different when you're with Pete, when you're with your boy, and your boy's like, "Come on, man, yo, don't know, man, just ball out, son. Stop that flopping shit, man. Come on, just ball, son." He's <laughs> like, "All right, you know what? You here? We're playing together. You know what? Let's do this." I wouldn't be surprised if James Harden goes out there just dunking on people all day, don't do all the popping, and just start balling. Like, I would love it. I just, it's just something in me tells me that you got two guys that are cool, known each other since they were kids. They hear everything people are saying. No matter what they say, they hear it. I, I right. just, something tells me that they're like, yo. We're gonna we're gonna change up some things, son. We're gonna we're gonna make this work, son. And this is this is the best way I think we can make it work. Yes, you're not the best shooter. I can I can hit I can hit shots all day from outside. If we spread the floor and open it up for you, son, you get yours. We go, but we gonna win. I I just it's just something inside of me telling me that. I, I don't know why. It's just something inside of me because I seen James Harden just stop flopping and just ball. He's, he's unbelievable, bro. He's like he, he, I, I wouldn't mind watching him. But when he's flopping and doing all that stuff, it just takes away from the the fun of it, the love of it, because you you don't like my thing is like I told you before. There's guys that need that. There's Raymond Felton. Those guys in the bench, bench guys. They need that to get those buckets. James right. Harden doesn't need that extra to get the buckets he's getting, son. He doesn't need it. And I think now that his boy is there, and his boy is going to be like, because Russell's going to be like, really, son? Like, really? He's not going to do it in public to embarrass him. Mm-hmm. But in right, practice, practice, behind, behind closed, closed doors. In practice, I'm like, come on, son. You know, like, just like me. I'm like, yeah, come on, son. You don't need to do that. So let's just ball, son. 
And I think I think you're gonna see a dip in James Harden, man. I think you are, man. I don't know why I feel it. I could be completely <laughs> wrong. But I just feel he's gonna come out and, and shock the world, man. I just have a feeling. So so you have let let's 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 play let's live in your world real quick and let's say that you're feeling that James Harden is gonna be a new James Harden and this and and, and Russell Westbrook is gonna enable him to just ball out. They go they're gonna go into that what's the conference finals, man? That's the conference, conference so it's the, the it's the same team, but without Chris Paul. It's the same team. They didn't give up nobody, son. It's the same team. That same team that almost beat the Warriors and lost because Chris Paul messed up his hamstring. Same team, bro. But now you're adding a dynamic, athletic point guard. Yes, like I said, you can't shoot. But I don't know, man. I like it. If they... If they come to a consensus and make it work and, and, and put a little bit of ego to, aside and, and say, you know what, let's do it through, let's do it through Russ. And James is still, James still going to get his 30. He's still going to get his 30. He's still going to have his moments when he's ISO, ISO James. He's still going to have his moments. But mm-hmm. primarily the offense is running and kicking and moving. They're going to be hard to beat. Son. They're going to be hard so me, to beat. Let me ask you a question, all right? What's the conference finals, like you said? And you, you already answered the question before I could even say it. Who do you, who would you rather see? If you're Houston, who would you rather see? The Clippers or the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals? Oh, that's a good question. Dang. That is a good, good question. <laughs> I don't think nobody's going to really want to see the Clippers in, in, the, in the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> because defensively, Jesus yeah, defensively Christ, is defensively is alone. The length, that athleticism, you don't want to see them. But if I, I would rather see the Lakers. I, I, and the reason why I would tell you is because the Lakers, you know, got two guys, maybe two and a half, maybe two and a half with 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 what's his name, uh, if Boogie comes back. Now that's another problem. That's another thing you didn't talk about. What Boogie? Oh, we didn't. Are we going to get the Boogie that was in the finals? Or are we going to get the boogie that has lost like 15 pounds and looks like he's uh he went to a clinic somewhere and got cleaned up, got his life cleaned up? Mm. He looks it's like a because... new man. He looks it's funny. Wait, Jimmy, son. You, have you, you seen saw, you saw a recent You saw a recent picture of him? Yeah. Hold on. Let me see oh, if me. I can send it to you right now. Let me let he me do my new diligence. The Lakers. News comes. Yo, he, his neck looks like he lost. Ten pounds just from his neck alone, son. <laughs> son, I'm, I was so shocked when I saw him, son. I, I was like, "Yo!" I showed it to my nephew. I was like, "Yo, look at this!" Oh wow! Oh, you saw it? <laughs> oh no! Nah, I'm oh, looking at it. I mean, his most recent picture on Instagram, he definitely does look a lot slimmer than than um than yeah. my cousins. I didn't even go on know. Instagram. I saw him on YouTube. Let me see him on. Instagram. I'm weak though because the first thing I peeped was the fact that his neck is a lot slimmer. <laughs> Yes, I told you. The look alone looks banana. Yes, you see him, right? You see him. Wow. That first picture. That's him. All right. So, matter of fact, let, let's let, let's let's stay right here then, because this is something I actually want to touch on too. I, I forgot. I forgot that. Um, I briefly forgot. We didn't get to talk about the fact that Boogie signed to Lakers because that happened after we left. And I wanted to. Say, I had. I had the same question for you. I wanted to know whether or not we were gonna which Boogie like we we're gonna see the Boogie Cousins of the finals or Boogie Cousins of like the Sacramento Kings days. And already since he's already showing us that like, yo, I'm already getting this. Cause think about it though. Think about it. Forget the fact that he's getting in shape. 
when he was on the on the court in the NBA Finals, we already knew that he was nowhere near 100%. Nah. And he was still you know of a factor, a game here and a game there. A game here and a game there, but in game five, he damn near threw the Raptors the game and the Raptors baited. So we, we knew that Boogie wasn't fully there. So it was inevitable for him to get right coming into this Lakers situation because he realized, like, yo, I'm back with my boy. Only in the NBA can two teammates team up on a whole new team two years after the fact. I'm back with my boy Anthony Davis. I'm with LeBron James. I'm back with my boy Rondo. Let's get this money. I forgot Boogie was there. That completely slipped my mind. Another Venomous Ritter. Another event because he won that championship. He won that championship and he want to he want that he want to play himself right. He wants to play himself into a bag. He wants to show everybody, that, yo, listen, I still got it. It's a contract, another contract year for me again, and I will prove to everybody that I am still worthy of a max contract. A lot of money he lost, man. A lot of money. This is his yeah, year. If he don't do it this year, he'll never will. It's rap for him. He'll go down like uh, my man from Portland. What was his name? That got hurt, just kept getting hurt from Portland before Bill, they got uh, Bill Warren? Huh? Was it Bill Warren or Greg Oden? No, Brandon Roy. Roy. Young, young dude. Oh, what's his name? Brandon Roy. Right dude. Yes, Brandon Roy. Roy. There you go. Brandon yeah, Roy. Brandon yeah, Roy. Yeah, we'll go down like Brandon Roy. All the talent in the world, but just... You know, I don't, I don't know if you read this article recently, but the article on ESPN just wrote, wrote a wonderful... Somebody on ESPN, I have to actually let me find a person's name. But they wrote a wonderful piece on ESPN.com. His name is Baxter Holmes. Wrote, wrote a wonderful piece on ESPN.com a couple days ago. And the title of the piece is Under the Knife, Exposing America's Youth Basketball Crisis. And pretty much what the whole premise of the article is, he's pretty much explained to us why the majority of these young players coming into the league now are so injury prone. And when you think about it, the amount of basketball that these young guys are playing from the time that they're in middle school is just ridiculous. The The... The crazy AAU schedules over the summer, and then the crazy high school basketball games, and um, when the season starts during the season during the school year, bro. Like, right, it, friend, it never stops. I have a friend. His son is in AAU. They practice mm-hmm. every Thursday. Have games almost every weekend. Games ranging from all the way up to Boston, Pennsylvania. Every weekend, there's a game, and they sometimes they play back to back to back games, three games. Like, he was telling me one time for a championship game, they came, played one game, had, a te- like, a 15-minute break, and had to play a- again for the championship. Like, how do you do that? That's crazy. And the other team just was sitting there fresh. Of course they lost. Like, and these are kids. Like, I'm talking not even middle school, bro. This is not even middle school yet. He is That's in crazy. fourth grade going to fifth. He's in fourth grade right now going to fifth, and he's playing. His schedule is bananas. <laughs> I can only imagine but, what it is now to the summer. Right. That that puts a, that definitely puts a toll on your, on your body from a very young age where it's like guys are peaking in high school now opposed to them peaking in their mid twenties when they're supposed to be signing that, you know, that second NBA contract. And I feel like the wise thing to do would be for the NBA NBA not the NBA, the W not WAU the AAU circuit to take a step back and, you know, lessen the load a little bit on guys. But you know for a fact that's not gonna happen. You think there's any logical solutions, you know. Man. <laughs> money. It's all about money. Let's keep it real. That's what we Can't do here, right? It's about Can't money. <laughs> power of the dollar, man. Power, power of the dollar. That's what it is. Power of the dollar. So you don't think there's you don't think there's any way, shape, or form for 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 kids to play less in this in this current climate? There's no regulation, though. Who's regulating? There's no regulation. Like 
there's nobody really regulating it and saying, okay, it's no NCAA where, you know, you have this person keeping the rules above everybody's head. There's nothing like that. So it's the wild – the AAU is like the wild, wild west, man. It really is. And it's a matter of who you know and who you know don't know. That's what it is right now. And until there's some type of national regulation, which I don't think is going to happen because everybody's happy with it, everybody's making money, the only people that get upset is little uh, uh, is Tamika when little uh, little um, Tayshawn is getting minutes from from the AAU coaches. She's gonna spend six seven hundred dollars for him to be on the team. That's who's upset. So, so until, not not not, uh-huh. not not the mom of the star player who constantly has to play can't sit down because his team sucks. He's playing back to back to back games to win champion. Not that mom. Who, whose son is risking his potential, his NBA future potential, because his team wants to ride him like Sagittarius? Sagittarius. Uh-huh. Nah, not that mom. Because that mom sees a better life for not only herself, but her son. And you can't blame him. You can't. Yeah. So, that's, that's the thing. Like, AAU's been like that for years. For years, it's been like that. But, like I said, the problem is too many people making money. Too many people making money, and there's no real regulation. There's no real league. Like anybody can really start a league, start an AAU league. Mm. You know what I mean? And especially if you're a basketball player, you got a good name, or you know somebody, you can really make some make decent money off it. And you travel from state to state. These kids travel all over. I'm telling you, all over, from Boston all the way up to to Maine, all the way out to uh, 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 deep out in Pennsylvania, deep. Like hours, man. It's it's a lot, and it's a commitment because at the end of the day, you want your son and your daughter to get the best. And you feel if you feel your son or daughter have that potential, which every parent thinks. It's not like you know, parents don't think like my son can't be this or can't be that. And your son also wants to be a part of it. It's gonna be hard to tell mm-hmm. you no. You know, you gotta slow down. You know what I mean? I'll give you I'll give you a perfect example, real life example for everyone listening. My same friend, his son. Um, they had, um, the coach was going to take him out to the, was it, um, Canarsie Park and have a running lap and running through the hills and running all over the place the night, the day before a game, the day before the game, running laps. So I'm like, so me and him, it's like, yo, that's a lot to do before a game. That's number one. And his little man was already had like a tightness in his leg. So he came, the father came to the conclusion, like, you know what? I'm not going to let him go to practice this time. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully coach still lets him play. But sometimes coaches don't let you play, he's going to go to practice. Unfortunately, they didn't win the game. But I think part of the reason why they didn't win the game is because the night before, the day before, it was random raggedy. So they probably mm-hmm. didn't have the same burst, the same energy right. to win that game. Now, is that coach? nationally certified and has, you know, CPR this and all of these, all the trainers that these NBA coaches have or these college coaches have, I, I, I highly doubt it. I could be wrong. I can clarify, but if I have to put my life on it, I would say he does it. I see the brother. He's like a cool dude. I see the brother. <laughs> I doubt he could do CPR if he had to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but this is, what, this is what it is, man. This is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I, I, 
So so let's get out of here on this point then. With all of that being said, right from the t- you said your kid, you said your friend's kid is in the fourth grade and they're running him into the ground. Can we really wrong guys like Kawhi Leonard for telling franchises that listen, I got to be on a minutes restriction, I got to be in a low management um, thing for the entire season to see to it that we play we play as good as we can. Can you blame them superstars for doing that now? No, nah, you can't. You can't. And, and I think especially the way the way the league is, I think it's faster. I think it's more up and down than it's ever been. And I think the wear and tear in the body, as well as the AAU wear and tear, the miles from AAU, the miles from, from now having to go to college, and now the miles from the NBA season, it wears on the body. No doctor can tell you why your Achilles pops. They can't. It's something that just happens because of what? Strenuous activity. That's just what it is. And you can't tell when it's going to happen. There's nothing you can really do to prevent it because other than rest. So that alone tells you we got to slow down, man. We got to slow down for our kids. We got to slow down for our, the stars that we see every day. And I kind of like the way the NBA is going where guys are doing, quote, unquote, load management, man. Slow it down because it's a lot of games in the season. But a as, as a consumer, sometimes if I buy a ticket, you know, I do may want to see, you know, Kevin Durant out there playing. You know, I don't mm-hmm. entirely want to see him in a suit. But, you know, sometimes it's not that easy as a fan to see the bigger picture. Right. Right. Unfortunately. But listen, Rappi, I, I definitely appreciate you calling in tonight. And um, Oh, definitely. Anytime, man. Anytime. It was a pleasure. Let's let's go, go, and, and let's go Nets. Uh, <laughs> all day. All day. Let's go Brooklyn, baby. You've been listening to the King Belly Podcast. You can follow the King Belly Pod on Instagram and Facebook. You can subscribe to the King Belly Podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Your support is greatly appreciated. This beat was produced and engineered by Nigel Pierre Bryant. You can check out more of his records on his production page on Instagram at produced by period and.